Welcome to the Educate, Empower, and Evolve podcast. I'm Haley Vera, holistic lifestyle coach and founder of Health Pillars Online Lifestyle Coaching. I started this podcast to share the knowledge that has helped hundreds of my clients take control of their health and step into their power. I believe that true empowerment stems from a deep understanding of your body and mind. And my hope is that this podcast will provide you the education and knowledge you need to make lasting change in your life. I want you to not only feel better, but become your absolute best self by optimizing your internal health and going beyond the physical realm, mastering your mindset and developing a strong connection with your inner being. If you want to evolve and perform not only at a high level in your personal and professional life, but also experience a profound sense of fulfillment and purpose, then you are in the right place. I'm committed to helping you live a life that reflects your truest capabilities. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the E3 Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Vera. And today we are going to be deep diving into how you can unlock your personal power. This specific mindset topic is one that goes way back for me, way back to, I want to say 2014. Okay. So that's actually 10 years ago now. And that is when I took my first yoga teacher training. So this concept that I'm going to be discussing with you guys today is something that really helped me to progress in my life in a more positive way. To give you guys a little bit of a backstory on that, growing up, I was very reactive. I was actually an incredibly angry teenager. I would say things that were hurtful on purpose and very manipulative because when I was going through my teens, I struggled with severe acne and body dysmorphia as well. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but not only did I have glasses, terrible acne, but I also had e-boobs when I was in grade 10, 11. And I got picked on for it. I got made fun of for it. And I was very self-conscious. I always wore big t-shirts and baggy hoodies. And I really hated the attention that I got. Not only did I get called pizza face and four eyes, but I also got made fun of for my body. So I like to keep people at an arm's length or further so they couldn't see the pain and suffering that I was sitting in. The further they were away from me, the less they had to know about the insecurities that I was feeling. So I was a very reactive teenager and I would say things that were intentionally hurtful and I was very good with words and good at manipulating how other people felt in a negative way. So I would manipulate other people to feel worse about themselves because I wasn't feeling good about me. And I'm not proud of that, but I just want to share how powerful this actually was for me when I learned how to quote unquote practice the pause. Okay. Because when I started to realize and develop a deeper sense of self-awareness through my yoga practice, I started to understand that a lot of the feelings that I was having were, were triggers. They were defense mechanisms as well, right? Like being reactive to me helped me to feel safe because it would keep people further away. And the further people were away, the less I had to worry about them looking at my skin or my acne. I actually struggled to make eye contact with people for a long time. And that like hurts my heart because it's really sad. And I know that I was so self-conscious of my chest that I didn't even want people to hug me. Like I, I would really refuse hugs. And I actually started refusing hugs from my dad at a pretty young age, which I know really hurt him. And now I give him big hugs. And there's no problem there. But I know for myself, like growing up, there were a lot of things that I did to try to keep myself and I guess my ego safe. And when I started learning about the ego and when I started learning about how our, our brains are programmed for defense and for survival, 
and how we can actually store these traumas and triggers inside of our body. And when something in our external environment, you know, touches that trigger, we are, we can be reactive, right? And we can lash out or have an emotion. It's usually the emotion that we feel from the trigger. So we feel a certain emotion, maybe it's anger, sadness, frustration, fear, guilt, shame, whatever that feeling is, there's something that touches it externally. And it doesn't, I don't mean a physical touch from someone, although that could be a trigger for sure. I mean, it could be anything in your environment. It could be something you see. It could be something somebody says. It could be a video you watch. It could be something on television, right? It could be an action that someone takes. And so when that trigger happens and we have that emotional response, that emotion that we feel in our body is uncomfortable, right? Especially feelings like anger. It's like hot and you feel like you need to move, right? That's what people often lash out physically with anger. It's like almost like this energy that's really hard to, to control and to contain. And when it becomes uncontained, it can be very destructive. And I was that person. I was destructive. I destroyed a lot of relationships in my life. And like I was leaving a trail of, of essentially hurt and pain behind me. And I know that when I started to understand that, hey, you know what, there's these triggers for me. And if I can start to become more aware of those, I'll understand the emotion better. And when I understand the emotion better, I can work on processing it. And every time we process that emotion, we start to diffuse the trigger a little bit further. And you may have a, another trigger that, you know, that is one for anger. And you may have a few that are for sadness, but each time there's a, something specific in your life that you feel that emotional trigger, there's the emotion that comes up for you and you become aware of that, you can start to diffuse it because in the moment that you pause and you don't react immediately to the emotion by crying or getting angry or yelling or smashing something against the wall or putting your fist through a wall or seeing something terrible or mean or hurtful, every time you practice that pause of, hey, this is how I feel right now, you now have the power and why am I talking about this on a fitness podcast? Well, the Educate, Evolve, Empower podcast, you guys, is all about empowering you to live the best version of your life possible. And I know from my personal experience that when I was volatile, when I was reactive, my life was miserable, not because I was angry, but because of the hurt that I inflicted on other people and the emotions that I felt from that, the guilt, the spirals of shame, the humiliation from when we act out. Those were the feelings that I was constantly sitting in that were the feelings that were so, I want to say that they were degrading in a sense that they're constantly kind of chipping away or eating away at your soul almost like they eat you up, right? Your feeling and sitting in guilt is such an uncomfortable emotion to sit in. And so I think it's important if you want to be the best version of yourself to understand this concept of practicing the pause. Because when you're less reactive and you're more responsive in your life, you can make better decisions, conscious decisions, and not subconscious reactions. When we react to the pre-programmed messaging that we have in our brain and the, the false truths that we have created over time, we can actually move ourselves further and further away from where we want to be as a person, who we want to show up as. And maybe that's related to your career. It could be related to your relationship. And you could relate that to your fitness journey in a lot of ways as well. If you're someone that's really emotionally reactive, it's going to steal the energy that you have to be able to focus on your goals and to put into the areas of your life that really matter to you. And I know for my, me, it was exhausting. Like if I got mad or angry or I was reactive, I was sad, I was emotional, it was really difficult to focus on other things. It was difficult to focus on my studies. It was difficult to convince myself to get into the gym. And so your personal power will truly be unlocked when you learn how to practice the pause. 
And so we live in a world that's chronically stressed. <laughs> when we're stressed and overwhelmed, overstimulated, we think less with our logical brain and more with our limbic brain, our emotional brain. And our reactions aren't just impulsive anymore. They're habits. When you react a certain way over and over and over again, that becomes a habit for you and it becomes your character. Someone may even talk about another individual as like, hey, that person's an angry person. Well, is that person always angry? Not necessarily. But if our reactions become impulsive and they become habitual to us, the emotional resonance that we have, that we carry the majority of the time is the one that's going to start to define our character, right? And truthfully, our society isn't educated on how to feel and how to respond. It leaves so many people living in volatile environments at home and at work where emotions get the best of us and we can be reactive to them. We end up sitting with frustration, anger, animosity, and those things can take control of your day. So practicing the pause is actually a concept I didn't come up with. It's inspired by the wisdom of Viktor Frankl. Rest in peace. Not only does it help us manage our emotions, but it also reduces the shame, guilt, and humiliation that we feel when we act out, right? And it lets us tap into our personal power, which I'm going to explain in a little bit more depth. So when we're talking about the importance of practicing the pause, we really need to understand the practical applications of that in our life and talk about the distinction between the big mind and small mind, which is really kind of thinking about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, which is your key to conscious choice and self-empowerment. Now, I'm going to explain a little bit about who Viktor Frankl was so that you can understand where this came from. Viktor Frankl was actually a Holocaust survivor. He watched many of his family members be tortured and, and die or take their own lives. And he's also a very renowned psychiatrist. Okay? He's best known for his work, uh, the book called Man's Search for the Meaning. And I'll actually link in the show notes here to his book. Actually, in the podcast description, I'll put a link for his book in there for you guys. It's, an, it's a really great read and I strongly recommend it. So Man's Search for Meaning is what it's called. And that's the book that he's most renowned for. And through his experiences and the concentration camps that he was in, he learned this invaluable lesson of finding purpose, finding meaning in the most dire circumstances and choosing his power, right? And when he talks about this, he's talking about your power lies. One of his famous quotes is, your power lies between, in the pause, between stimulus and response. Your power lies in the pause between stimulus and response, right? When we have a stimulus, like I said, something in our environment that triggers us, we feel an emotion. If we pause right there and we make the choice not to react with anger, not to react with something hurtful or to say something that we're going to regret later, it gives us the power. And we also maintain and hold our personal power in that moment as well, because someone may say something to you on purpose that's triggering. I was that person. And I can take away your power very quickly. I can be very manipulative with the language that I chose. You know what? I was reflecting on this the other day and I was thinking about how much of an asshole I was or I used to be a decade ago. And I realized that the way that I used to manipulate how people felt around me has actually become a very powerful positive tool for me because I've shaped it in a very different way. Before it used to be like a dagger and uh, now that tool looks like a rope that I can throw out to people and I can help them. I can help them feel empowered. I can help them feel purposeful. And I can actually help to manipulate their behavior in a positive way through helping them see new perspectives and changing the way that they think to actually better their lives. And so although the behavior that I used to have and the manipulative language, the, the power of words, you guys, it is, it is next level. It's something that I've actually benefited from as a coach. Not that I'm manipulating people when I'm coaching them, but in a sense, you're 
helping guide them. You're helping to see new perspectives and helping them to feel a certain way. Okay. In a way, I guess you could think of that as a form of manipulation, but it needs to be viewed in a positive sense for me anyways, because I understood that I had a lot of power. I could use language in a way that didn't serve me and didn't serve other people, but I also learned how to use it in a way that did serve people. And people always tell me like, hey, you're really good with words. I love listening to you speak. And that's a big part of the reason that I find so much passion in podcasting is that I hope that with these podcast episodes as well, that I'm influencing in some way the way that you live your life and that it helps give you purpose. I hope that it gives you meaning. I hope that it helps you find a deeper sense of self-awareness to be able to navigate your life in a way that's more eloquent, in a way that is more graceful. Yeah, there's so many words that I could choose here. But I know for me, when I practice the pause, the way that I live my life is much more conscious. It's intentional. And I hope that you also learn to lead your lives in a way that's intentional too. So let's talk a little bit about how we can reduce conflict, guilt, shame, and humiliation. Obviously, when we're practicing this pause, it gives us the opportunity to de-escalate or to prevent conflict by stopping ourselves from saying something that would be offensive or challenging someone else in a situation where it would be wise to back down. And I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. But the one thing that I really feel here is is important is to understand this language shift. This is going to change your life, you guys. Whenever you say you make me feel, you give your power away. You give away your power. And the moment that you have a feeling that someone else triggered within you and you say you make me feel, you make me feel angry, you make me feel sad, you make me feel hurt, you make me feel small, you make me feel insignificant, whatever the fuck you say, you now give that power to that other person to make you feel that way. And you're never going to feel differently about that. But if you take this language shift and you take that first word and you change it, instead of saying you, you say I. I feel this way. When you say that, you deliberately use an I statement. You take responsibility. You take ownership. And now you have the power to hold the emotion or set it free. So in a relationship, one thing I try and do, and I'm not perfect at this and I don't do it all the time, and I'm not always the best at taking responsibility, but I try. When I feel a certain way, instead of saying, you make me feel mad, I go, I feel angry right now. I may need some space to think about things. And can we talk in a few minutes or can we come back to this? And if I just need a a pause, I'll say, I feel angry right now. Just give me a second, right? You can ask for that moment. And if you need longer than 10 seconds to breathe and choose how you're going to respond, you actually need to sort through your thoughts, understand the trigger, defuse it and come back to this in a more constructive way, then do that. Because just unleashing emotion and being reactive all the time, you're just, it's almost like just dumping out fuel, right? You're letting go of so, you're releasing so much energy that could be used in a constructive way. That conversation that you're having right there, it could be an energy leak on your entire fucking day. It could leach into your workout. It could leach into your productivity, into your focus, because when you react and there's tension or animosity or frustration or guilt or shame, that spiral, those emotions are now impacting you until you deal with them. And if you don't deal with them, you're just shoving them down and they're, you're making essentially more triggers for yourself because you're burying a bunch of emotions that are now like fucking landmines. So one of my favorite language shifts, this is something that changed my life in relationships forever. And like I said, I am not a perfect human. I'm just a human, right? Instead of saying, you make me feel, just choose to say, I feel this way right now. And understand that it may not even be that person. I know for myself, I've been in a couple of relationships, long-term relationships, and I still harbor 
some trigger, some trauma from my past that come up. And so I need to choose the language of, I feel this way. So I don't give the power over to that other person. You never want to give your personal power away. You don't want to give that to other people because then you never are free. You're always imprisoned by other people's language, by other people's words, by other people in general around you, in your family, in your work environment. And I have a lot of people that will tell me in their check-ins, their client check-ins, hey, you know, my partner made me feel this way this week or work made me feel. I say, no, it didn't make you feel anything. You just felt that way and that's okay, right? It's okay to feel like that, but let's talk about why and let's kind of break that down a little bit further for you, right? I don't just coach on nutrition. We do a lot of mindset work. I truly believe that you cannot change the physical body without changing the mental body. So we start there. Now, this concept of practicing the pause also helps us let go of a lot of guilt and shame associated with our past actions because we realize that we didn't pause and we can find forgiveness for that. Forgiveness is one of the most liberating feelings. And forgiveness doesn't mean that you need to forgive someone that wronged you, but you need to find forgiveness for the situation, understanding that everyone is operating at a level that they understand and that they can choose from, right? So many people can throw shade or shame towards others that wrong them. But if you can understand that person is probably doing the best they can with the operating systems, the belief systems that they hold and the knowledge they have, the self-awareness that they have, then it's easier to find empathy for them, to forgive them and to be able to release that. Because if you're holding on to anger, resentment, those things are going to hold you back from being your best self. Letting it go often means forgiving. That doesn't mean you have to be besties with that person and reach out and say, hey, I forgive you, but you need to release the feeling of anger and frustration and judgment towards them. And I do that through empathy of like, that person probably didn't know better and they didn't have the self-awareness they needed to be able to make a better choice. So how do you actually practice the pause? What does it mean to you? How do you do it? (laughs) You're like, do I just have to breathe? Well, here's the thing. If you just breathe in, you are creating more tension in your body. I know everyone's like, take a deep breath and everyone just goes, And then they like hold their breath. Well, in yoga, they teach the like breathing of like Ramana and Langa. So you have this breath. When you inhale, you create energy. Okay. When you exhale, you release, you let go. It calms your nervous system. So I usually say, take a couple of breaths where you focus on your exhale. Don't just breathe. A lot of people, when they say breathe, I just hear, I just imagine people just breathing in super deeply and holding it and just getting more irritated. So breathe. Focus on your exhale for a couple of breaths, right? Then become aware. Become aware of the emotion that you're feeling. What is it? Can you identify it? Can you put a label on it? Once you label it, then you can communicate that to the person, to the situation, to yourself. You can communicate to yourself. If it's just a moment of anger with yourself in your car, you can communicate to yourself in your head. Hey, you know what? I acknowledge the fact that I'm feeling angry right now. Okay. And then you can reflect. How do I want to respond on this situation? Consider how you would like the situation to play out and what aligns with your values. My values operate around magnanimity, which is essentially forgiveness, kindness, generosity. And so I always come back to that. Whenever I'm in a situation and I feel triggered, I practice the pause and I think, okay, being a magnanimous person, how do I want to respond here? Because I want to show up with my values in mind. So the big mind, small mind conversation, your big mind is the mind that can oversee the thoughts. It's the one that's going, oh, that's a bit curious. Oh, those are some entertaining thoughts right now. Oh, wow. That's a very negative idea. That's an intrusive thought. That's your big mind. The one that's like looking at all the thoughts, kind of like looking into a fishbowl. The small mind is all the little fishies swimming around, right? The small mind is everything that's happening, all the chaos. And that's all the reactive triggered behavior, all of the conditioned responses. And so by practicing your pause, you guys, you shift to the big mind. You move from being slaves 
to conditions, responses, and automatic reactions to becoming masters of your choices. And that really does empower you to respond to life with resilience, with grace, with wisdom. And so I wanted to share with you guys some of my takeaways from our our clients from this week. I shared a mindset training. It wasn't as long as this podcast. It was only 10 minutes. But I have three client three client takeaways that I wanted to share from our group chat. So Vivian says, great mindset training to start off the week. Kind of an eye-opener for me. I know I'm constantly stirring in my small mind, but it's not something I really recognize on a daily basis, whether it's related to myself or work or other situations. But looking back now, too much time has been spent in there. A lot of time and energy can be wasted living in a small mind, and it keeps me from everything I'm striving for. Here's to a week of exploring more positive avenues and utilizing the big mind space. Wow, gave me goosebumps. I love that. So this is from Melissa. I loved this week's mindset training. So many already echo in my thoughts, but really my biggest takeaway was in one word, choice. I get to choose how I react. I get to choose my actions. It's in my power. I struggle with this at times because big emotions usually begin to have a visceral effect on my body when I'm triggered by something. Learning to breathe through it and listen instead of reacting is something I'm learning to do. Having self-awareness also seems key in this. Without self-awareness, we don't have the ability to recognize when we're reacting without thought or just breathing first. Thank you for this. I loved it. And then Becca, love this training so much. I love when you remind us of our own power. When we take that moment to allow ourselves to respond to events, comments, actions, we empower ourselves so much more than when we go through life reacting to everything. I often react without thinking, especially when I feel overstimulated or backed into a corner. Doing so only leads me to feel more powerless and inadequate than the more reactive until I feel like things are spiraling out of control and it's taking me with it. When I see my kids being reactive, I know they're modeling after me and it's a kick in the pants. This training comes with great timing. I was just feeling this weekend like I needed to absorb things before I respond, lest I react in a way I regret and want to apologize for. I need to harness my self-awareness, take stock of how I'm feeling and why so I can address it. Often it's an internal reset after overthinking too much and allow myself the mental space to choose my responses. So these little takeaways, I love them so much. All three of them gave me goosebumps. These highlight the transformative power of practicing the pause and embracing the big mind, right? The importance of self-awareness on your fitness journey. These are all clients who are crushing their fitness goals, right? If you want to succeed in anything in life, practicing the pause is going to help you get there. All right, you guys have an incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast and lending me your ears. I hope you're having a wonderful start to 2024. Peace, love, and personal growth. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the E3 podcast and sharing your valuable time with me. I hope that you learned something new. And if you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is share this episode with a friend that would benefit from it too. If you'd like to find out more about the lifestyle programs we offer online at Health Pillars, shoot me an email about your current situation to info at healthpillars.ca and we'll see what we can do to help. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a weekly episode.